Hello, and welcome back to the Sugcast. Episode 3. Episode 3. Welcome back. Jack is here in person with me, Boston. I'm joined by a baby. Anyways, you... He's over there, you can't see him, but he's over there. Show the baby. Show the no, baby. I'm not. I'm not. He's gonna start crying. Boston is a child. Turn the camera towards the baby. This is my baby. Oh. Go the foot. This is my baby, bro. No way. Don't wake no him, way. Bro. Don't wake him though. Don't wake him. He's though. gonna probably start crying during this. So <laughs> there, there will be editing. <laughs> okay. Who's the baby mama? Who's the baby mama? I don't know. No. Christian probably. I'm the father. Yeah. So it's me. Oh, Christian is the father. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> I guess to point out the elephant in the room, how is the child black if you are the father and you whoa, are the whoa, mother? Whoa, 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 whoa. He's just dark-skinned. He's just dark-skinned. Yeah, it's that's, it. It's that's, it. that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all whole, you need to know. whole explanation. Oh, wait, no, Christian, we made the lore, didn't we? I, told, I said that Boston cheated on me. No. <laughs> no. Boston would 100% cheat no, on me. No, it he's was the that magical night. He's in the your bed, and Freddie Fazbear joined in. That's where I—that's what I think happened. Context: I was not in the bed. In fact, I dragged Boston <laughs> out of my bed. So Freddie Fazbear is the father. Freddie Fazbear is the father. Yeah, but Christian's but the real father. You were there during the conception. Yeah. No. He watched. I, I, you watched. I, I, you watched. <laughs> actually, I, he's kind of right. I was sitting there with like the red light under my under yep. my chin, so yep. it looked all creepy and yeah. Anyways, uh, welcome back to Sunnycast episode three. This episode, the topic, creepy pastas. It is spooky, creepy, creepy pastas and SCPs. We are discussing the anomalies of the world, the uh, the, the creatures or people or things mm. that need to be contained, the things that cannot be killed. Mm. All of these interesting, weird, creepy things that will give you nightmares. Mm. That is the topic today i'm scared we already each, we each theoretically should have had one to share with you uh boston did not do his research like he proposed that we should do last episode so he is here with a Ooh, random we... number generator Ooh. so what you're gonna be like flipping through like the wiki i already have right? it open i got my one describe, out of describe your process describe your process for this I, I have a random number generator minimum i can one. see about I can see your mouse on your forehead. One. And 8,000. That's the range. Okay? There are 8,000 SCPs on this website, I believe. Dude, some SCPs are just, like, kind of stupid. That's why I'll re-roll. Okay? It's easy. easy. But I'm going to roll it, see what I get, and then I'm going to read one. And we're going to discuss. We're going to have a little chit-chat about it. I mean, yeah, pretty much. You're, we're, you're going to, I guess, reveal an SCP. And then we're going to talk about... Uh, here, I think what would be fun, a, a, a little fun thing to do, would be if we, number one, rate it out of 10. Okay. Like, how, how good the lore is for the SCP. And number two, we'll rate it also out of 10 on how we think we could survive and or kill it. Mm, but we have to describe how we think we could survive it. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that, I think that would be a fun little, little thought experiment. Yeah. Easy. Okay. And it also brings depth to the episode. Yeah. That, that's how we do this. It's a strategy. Play along, viewers. <laughs> Listen. Well, yeah. Play yeah. Leave comments, leave comments for each one. What yeah. do you think you out of 10? Whether, how, how good they are and 
whether you could survive it or beat it. Give us a detailed explanation on how you could survive as well. Yes, we need the we need the how and the why. Yeah. But before we do any SCP related activities, should we drop the baby lore? But like drop the, the baby lore. lore. Sure, Jack, you don't know. Jack, you have no idea why I have this baby. Dude, I didn't know you were pregnant. Uh, neither no, did you, I. You just pregnant last semester. I was actually. So, so I am, you just having this child for me this whole time. I'm sorry. It was a surprise. <laughs> but I'm in high school, as everyone knows. All right, I have a class, child development. It's two semesters long. First semester, I had to be pregnant for a day, which is like one of those like bellies. It was like, I think, 30 pounds just chilling. On even, even the guys had to be pregnant for a day? Yeah, yeah. That's it, dude. It was sick. We had little honkers. I, I was squeezing. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, I had honkers. Yeah, I, I didn't remember this. Yeah, I had them, bro. They were on there. I was like, Hey, was there any uh, breast milk I remember left you from telling the me class? about the belly. Was there what? Honkers. Was there any breast milk left from the class? I had uh, formula milk in that class, though. It wasn't great. It was you like, drink I, it, right? formula You drank yeah. formula milk. Yeah. It was okay. Milk. It was okay. weird. It was creamy. It was milky. It was white. It was oh, tangy. Same. It was, whoa. You are okay. white. Okay, dude. Okay. Was All it right. sort of uh, cloudy? It was pouty. It was cloudy. We're it done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Okay. Abort. Abort. I had that. I Don't. was pregnant that okay. semester. This is the new semester where we get these four grand babies. $4,000 for each baby. And we take them home for a weekend. And these things are annoying. I got three hours of sleep last night. So wait, is that like how much an infant is worth in real life? Only four thousand dollars? I guess so. Okay. Well, this, is, this is like, isn't it like not very robotic? So it's like a pretty like low it's end. Like, I don't know why this costs four thousand dollars. All it does is make noise. It doesn't move. It just makes noise. And knows when you're moving it around. I guess. But other than that. It ain't four grand worthy. Like, there are children's toys that, like, do more than that. Yeah, bro. Bionicle. Does it pee and poop? <laughs> Does it pee and poop? No, but Wait, I have to, I have to change the balls. diaper. Tell about the balls. It tell about the balls. balls. Don't tell me Tyrone has balls. Is his name... Wait, what's its name? Tyrone. Tyrone. Tyrone? That has to be racist. It was. It was it voted on by the class. Yeah. Oh! Okay. Um, oh wait, so y'all all named the babies and y'all got to like pick them out? Yeah. Well, no, I got the bad. Well, I won't say bad one, but I got the. <laughs> I got the one that was low on battery, the one that wasn't charging well. Okay. So he might die soon, which I'm not complaining Dude, about. You're gonna get a failing grade because you killed your four thousand no, dollar baby. No, my teacher's my neighbor. She's chill. She knows about it. I can just walk over there, say, "Hey, it died," and she'd be like, "All right, that's fine." <clears throat> It's just lit like that. Um, but yeah, yeah I got I this baby for the weekend. He cries. I got three hours of sleep last night. It wasn't fun. I'm very tired. Let's go. I'm very tired. Um, I could have probably done something that night. I just stayed there trying to fall asleep. Waiting. And it never came. I had to, oh, I had to feed this man for an hour straight. I don't think that's like canon. What? I don't think that's canon. Bro, that's canon, bro. That's canon. I had to hold this bottle up to this guy's mouth for one hour. I counted. That's canon. I counted. That's canon. Is that how babies work? That's how babies work, bro. Like actually? That's canon. I thought like ten minutes was the max. Like I how did he bro, not drown? 
It's suck. It's sugging, bro. There's they were. Sugging. You know how much it? How, you know how long it takes to sug a meal out of a suggy cup? I don't know. Have and you I never don't... done it? No, I've never done it. What if I just cradled you with a little suggy cup of? Here, listen to me. You ready? <laughs> this is this is free for the audience. Okay. This is what's gonna be in your suggy cup: five grams of creatine. Okay. Two tablespoons of olive oil. Okay. Um, two scoops of serious mass gainer because that's the serve serving. That alone is around twelve hundred calories and fifty grams of protein. Mm. And we have whole milk, and we're also gonna put coffee in it. Don't give coffee to infants. Don't do it. Or babies. Mm -mm. It's bad. Very bad. Um, I'm gonna put honey in it as well, but don't give honey to babies. Mm, don't, don't do give it. Give honey to babies. Wait, why not? Is that actually? No, that's that's so lore. That is so lore. I don't know why, but you just don't. You just oh, don't. okay. Is it? It's like chocolate with dogs or something. <sighs> yeah, it is. So, what else am I gonna put in it for you? I'm also gonna put some kale. Oh, that I has love kale dog. Anti-cancer properties in, in it, and I'm also gonna put a lot of carrots in there. Anti-cancer properties. Carrots are really carrots. good for your gut. Uh -huh. Carrots are really good for your gut. I have and... one of those. I need to keep it up. Yeah, you do. So that's everything I'm gonna put in your big little suggy cup, and you're just gonna suggle on it. And it's going to take you an hour because it's in a soggy cup. That's, I guess that's true. Okay. That's baby lore. Before we get into the SCP, though, Christian, how was your week? True small talk. Thank what you. How was Boston. your week? Uh, school back. School and back. Was going fine, right? And yesterday, I figured out that one of the classes that I signed up for, I thought it was asynchronous, right? Which basically means like it's all online. You do it at your own pace. Like you don't have to, to like attend any lectures. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Oh, there it is in person on Monday and online on Wednesday. Mm. Very dumb, but even worse. Uh, I was reading through the syllabus, uh, trying to see if I didn't if I read over anything else, right? That I needed to know. And dude describes the class as, uh, he said, prepare to drink water out of a fire hose for the next 16 weeks because this class is very fast-paced. And I was like, bro, oh. what? <laughs> it, it's a uh, computer design class, like uh, with CAD programs. Mm -hmm. And I was, so I was sitting there and uh, like reading through the syllabus and it's like assignment due, uh, first assignment to do on like Monday. And I was like, and I, you know, I, I was literally reading this yesterday, Friday. So I was like, okay, I have the weekend to do this assignment in SolidWorks, which I don't know how to use really. Yep. I've had like one, little, I've had a little bit of experience with it, like freshman year of college. Uh, but like, it was very, very like basic. Like we didn't do anything crazy. <laughs> and it's been like two years since then. So uh, I, I was like, I don't know how to do this. It's due Monday. This is going to suck. But <clears throat> it ended up being super easy, except for one weird um, glitch I had with SolidWorks where it wouldn't let me do something that I needed to do in order to like finish the assignment. Hmm. Only only thing that I had to do was literally close SolidWorks and then reopen it because I quit for like an hour because I was pissed because it took me an hour to try and figure out how this worked. Looking at YouTube videos and everything, bad. I was there. Opened, opened it, you were. Opened it back up. And it worked as if nothing was ever wrong in the first place. I proceeded to finish it in like five minutes after that. Yeah. Anyways, I, so it was like really good week, like really bad instance of like 
I am so screwed into, well, that was easy, but was a lot more trouble than it should have been. Yeah. This class shouldn't be that bad. The professor like literally does like walk through videos of how to do the assignments. And if that's like that for every assignment, I should be fine. Yeah. So yeah, first week of school, not so bad. Not so bad. Okay. That's oh, except that, cla- except that that uh, that class is like a two and a half hour long class mm. every Whoa. Monday, Wednesday, and I hate my life because of it. Or I mm. probably will hate my life because of it. Anyways, it's gonna suck. Jackie boy, how was your weekend, Jack? How was your weekend? Week. How was my week? Your week. week. Back to college. Back to college. Frick. Hold on here. Let me let me let me retreat out of the limelight let you get get in there you go i'm back to school baby back to school oh tilt your head up more there's not much to say okay, there you go. <laughs> i'm just back to school back to the grind back to it yeah that's all that's all that's all that's all you've done this week yeah pretty much okay i slept a lot i wish <laughs> i wish my week has been basically just school as well it's been well because i didn't start i started school a week ago like before y'all so i've been in for a little bit longer now but my college just started again this week true um and i had or i have speech class with this semester which is going to be interesting because it's a speech class but you're only speaking to like the people that are in that the only people that are in your high school that are taking this college class as well. So it's only like 10 people that I'm going to be speaking to. <laughs> All of them, which I know. So it's like extremely easy. Let's go. And there are only like, I think, four speeches in total you have to do this semester. Uh-huh. One of them is like three minutes long. Not bad. Then it's like seven to ten minutes. Seven to ten minutes again. And then like an acceptance speech because they're going to do like an award thing at the end and you have to make an acceptance speech. Okay. So that's going to be like a one minute thing as well. So like, it's not bad, but my week is just from school as well. And this baby. Sweet. Doing nothing. Okay. So are we ready for. Thus I end the small talk. Why um, do you end it? Boston, Boston, because I'm like, kind of like the host this episode, oh, I guess. Oh, cause you okay. the intro. Yeah, sure. Boston or Jack, do you want to, who wants to go first? I'll just go first. I'll go off the dome. Yeah, let's hear this break. Freestyling. Okay. So, if you haven't seen by the title of this video already, today we are talking about... I already introduced this. Creepypasta. I already did this. It's okay. Secure, protect, contain. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Other way around. Frick! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, SPC, bro. SPC. <laughs> <laughs> so, I picked out a little creature that I wanted to discuss today. And this little creature is so near and dear uh, to my childhood growing up. I don't know about y'all, but I really loved little SCP and the creepypasta videos. I would watch them while I would play my Call of Duty and Roblox. You know? Yeah. Just like eating some little Takis, being a little... The two manliest games. 
a disgusting little little creature just eating. Keep your head up. Jack. Keep your head up, Jack. Keep your head up. Keep your head up, King. Just eating all this garbage. Gosh, fix your diet and your mental health will just. What is happening? What? So today <laughs> we're talking about the rake, and I am. And here's why I like him. I have a crush on the rake because he's so scary. And he's just pale and he's long. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Let me introduce my my creature. Introduce you have him. a crush on this guy. <laughs> Dude, look at how cute he is. Pull up the picture. Wait, I'll, why is I'll it? edit it. Don't worry. Mostly associated with the large, bald, pale-skinned creature hunched at an angle with bright orb-like eyes, smiling, staring into the camera. The rake has become a staple creepy pasta monster. This guy has always been the scariest to me when I was growing up, and this is why I wanted to present him. Because I really like sort of camping in the wilderness, and that's kind of where this creature always shows up mm. and i guess we'll just i'll give you a little bio and then we'll go into if we could survive and how he would destroy him yeah so essentially the lore is that during the summer of 2003 in the northeastern united states there were some reports involving a strange human-like creature which sparked brief local media interest before some sort of blackout was enacted on the media and now little to no information is left on this and most online and written accounts were mysteriously destroyed mm. so it was primarily focused in rural new york state and self-proclaimed witness stories of the encounters with a creature of unknown origins with extremely traumatic, traumatic levels of fright and discomfort, put almost a childlike sense of playfulness and curiosity into the stories. I'm sorry, this is so weird because I'm just reading a bio. <laughs> I'm gonna go into some of the, like the actual creepy pastas. Yeah. So here's a suicide note, 1964. Lord. As I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to assuage any guilt or pain I've introduced through this act. <laughs> It is not the fault of anything other than him. For I once awoke and felt his presence. And once I awoke, I saw his form. Once again, I awoke and heard his voice. And I looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I might next awake to experience. I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. I found in the same wooden box where two empty envelopes addressed the William and Rose and one loose personal letter with no envelope. Dearest Linny. <laughs> Dearest Lenny, I have prayed for you. He spoke for you. He spoke your name. Oh, that's creepy. Here, I'm going to give another one, and then I'm going to go into sort of the more supernatural motif of this little creature. I've experienced a great terror. I've experienced the greatest terror. I've experienced the greatest terror, he says thrice. Yeah. I see his eyes, eyes when I close mine. They're hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me. His wet hand. Yeah. I will not sleep. His voice. Unintelligible text. And then a mariner's log. 1691. Oh, this guy's been around. He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed, I felt a sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. 
We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. Mm. That's scary. Yeah. So like, I've also like listened to other like video <laughs> stories on this and like, he always, he's just a little shifty guy. He'll just like sneak into your bedroom and like sit and stand at like the edge of your bed and just look at you. Dang. <laughs> and then do anything? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Does he kill you? Like, what's, yeah, he, what's, he kills what's, you. His, what's his goal, bro? Why does he kill you? Why does he kill you? Has there been accounts of him killing? Yeah. Because the only one, there was the suicide note, right? But he's, that was suicide. This guy was just saying we shall not return here again because of the rake's request. It's like, all right, sure. He just asked nicely. You see, honestly, he just kind of seems like a nice guy. Maybe he is. Maybe he's just severely misunderstood. Yeah. Like these mariners, bro, they pulled up to this location where the rake was. He just asked them, hey, could y'all not come here? This is my home. Hey, could y'all leave, please? Yeah, could y'all leave? And they, guess what? They did. Honestly, what he's known honestly for? this is like a one out of ten. I probably survived this guy. I think what he's known for. Did you say ride him? No, I probably survived this guy. No, 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 no. Listen to this. From a witness, 2006. Okay. Three years ago, I had just returned from a trip to Niagara Falls with my family on the 4th of July. We were all very exhausted after a long day of driving, so my husband and I put the kids right to bed and called it a night. At about 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom. I used the moment to steal back the sheets, only to wake him in the process. I apologized and told him I thought he had gotten out of bed. When he turned to face me, he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed. So quickly, his knee almost knocked me off of the bed, and then he grabbed me and said nothing. After adjusting to the dark for half a second, I was able to see what caused the strange reaction. At the foot of our bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man or large hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it had been hit by a car or something. For some reason, I was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as to its condition. See? At See? He's point, just a nice guy. At this point, <laughs> I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into the fetal position, occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around on the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds, probably closer to five, it just seemed like a while, just looking at my husband. The creature then placed its hand on its knee and ran into the hallway, leading to the kids' rooms. I screamed and ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he hurt my children. When I got into the hallway, the light of the bedroom was enough to see it crouching and hunched over about 20 feet away. He had turned around and looked directly at me, covered in blood. I flipped the switch on the wall and saw my daughter, Clara. The creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was very badly injured and spoke only once more in her short life. She said, he is the rake. My husband drove his car into the lake that night while rushing our daughter to the hospital. He did not survive. Being a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper took in a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published and the local television news never followed up either. So he's just a nice guy. Like no. they're the ones that drove into the water and died. Like, LOL. For several months, my son Justin and I shared a hotel near my parents' house after we decided to return home. 
I began looking for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town over who had heard a similar story. We had gotten in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had seen the creature and we now referred to as the rake. It took us for about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to some to come up with a small collection of what we believe to be accounts of the rake. None of them gave any detail, history, or follow-up. One journal had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages and never mentioned it again, a ship's log explaining nothing of the encounter, saying only that they were told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in the log. There were, however, many instances where the creature's visit was one of a series of visits with the same person. Multiple people also had mentioned being spoke to, spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night, every night for two weeks. I thought I would tediously scan through the whole sound, through the whole sounds of me rolling around in my bed each day when I woke up. By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before, and now I believe that it spoke when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but for some reason, the voice on the recorder immediately brings me back to that moment. <laughs> the thoughts that must have gone through my daughter's head make me upset. I have not seen the rake since he ruined my life, but I know that he has been in my room while I slept. I know and I fear that one night I'll wake up and see him staring at me. Staring. So he is a nice guy. He's just misunderstood. <laughs> Why did he kill the daughter, though? He didn't. The daughter was alive in the car until the dad crashed into the river. It's the dad's fault. It's all the it, dad's fault. Yeah. So He's the rake is literally just misunderstood. Maybe <laughs> when he was going into the daughter's room, like she like woke up and then it spooked him and then he like yeah. slashed her and then she was like... You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. He he probably just went in. He was like, "Hey, what's up? My name is the Rake." And she was like, "Literally, because like even the <laughs> even the mom was like, oh, God. <laughs> even you know the mean? mom was like, "Yo, I was concerned about this guy's condition." That was the True. first thing she thought of. Yeah. yeah. And when the daughter so said, think, "He is hey, the Rake," what do y'all think he is? What do y'all think he is? Let's I think he's just guys. like a shriveled up dude who's like living in the woods and needs help. Because I think the fascinating thing is that how records go back to the 16s, the 17th century. Honestly, I think it's a long line of people. Like the rake is just the name of this group of people that are living out there. Narrowly what surviving. What if it's just one creature? Well, if it's one creature, then there's something different about him. I think it may be one creature because he can speak and he says, I am the rake. And then he also has this... <sighs> He's very quick on his feet, right? Because he ran to the dog. He's like, nah, 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 nah. he like scurried over. Yeah, I could do that though. Rake. I could, I could scurry over. With his little, with his little rake movements, and um, <laughs> I also wonder if he may be supernatural in a sense. Because how did he get in the house? There's a door. There's a door. Yeah, but like, what if they locked it? You know. Well, uh, <sighs> it was very late. And they were very exhausted after a long day of driving. They might not have remembered to lock that door. 
true. See, just look at the details. It's just the rake hopping in saying, I need some help, dog. He's just calling out. So do y'all think you could kill the rake? I don't, why you? would I kill him? I would help him, bro. I feel like I just need like a shotgun. I was about to say the same thing. Like, if like, he's just sitting there kind of being creepy. He's not like, I don't know. We haven't, like, what, what other supernatural? Bam, 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 bam. He doesn't have super speed. Yeah. Like, what, like, how, how are you going to not hit him with a shotgun, you know? If it's a one-on-one -on -one fight, I can probably just take him as well. I don't need a shotgun. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> say that to, to the slashing claws. Bro, I'll just punch oh. him. That was a little girl. That was a daughter. That was a child. Yeah, I'm but not, like slap, I'm not no child. Slashy claws. Yeah, just grab his arm, bro. Two of them. Grab two arms. About, Kick him in the balls about, if he has what about his feet? What about his feet? Is, do we know if the rake is a dude? No. They just said it looked like a body that got hit by a wreck or like a malformed dog. Yeah, I'm looking at his picture. He does appear to have sharp teeth. Hmm, that might be an issue. Yeah. Alright, shotgun may be necessary. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have a little bit of like a ranged weapon or at least like a, you know, like a a good, decent knife. Well, let's, like a sword. let's get the rating. So like one is like, I don't need any weapon to kill this guy. Well, no. Rating like out of 10, whether like a good lore or not. Oh, okay. We'll do that first. Good? Yeah. It's pretty good lore. It's like not that long though. It's is nice that... and simple. Yeah. And like the thing about the rake is there are a bunch of like other variations and like like long, skinny, pale monster with like hollow eyes is used like so much in like creepypastas as like a scary creature mm -hmm. because it's like so uncanny. You yeah. know what I mean? Wasn't he and one it's, of like, the first humanoid ones? I mean, I'm reading a little bit of lore, and he was like kind of inspired off of this the Slender Man. You mm, know? That makes sense. I'd say, lore wise, seven or eight out of ten. Somewhere I was gonna say, I was gonna say about the the same thing. Yeah, it's all. He's also mm. known as the Bearwick Monster. Mm. Bearwick Monster. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's simple, not that long, creepy. Seven, seven and a half, seven and a half. Put it right there in the middle. Would you say, Christian? Seven and a half. Yeah. He's yeah. Not bad. He's not bad. It's it's not bad, but like, I mean, it's 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 one of the older like creepy pastas. You I know, don't like know. we we've we've known about it for a long time, but like because it's old, it's also somewhat simple. So yeah, yeah it's like, also like face. the picture that everyone associates with it is really good. Yeah, and it's so simple. Like, it's. It looks, it's just like it's it's like it's what everyone thinks of. It's the trail cam of like him in the corner. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's uh, like so. Yeah, I would say like seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know. As the, for a rake, that's idea, how well you could take him though. The idea anyway. of the rake like horrifies me. I would say like a ten personally. Okay. Okay. That's why we all rate him. I mean, it for sure is creepy as oh, well. Yeah. Does someone watch <laughs> like, him in the night? Yeah. Because I think actually, like, let's say co combine the two ratings for a little bit, uh, in terms of like how well you can take him, like, you'd be terrified if it just kind of like showed up in your room. So yeah. actually, I will say, elevate elevate to eight. I'll because do that. of the I'll do that. not not we're not talking about just the lore here, but also the creepiness of it. Yeah, and the well. picture is like, just like so iconic. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll so, give yeah. it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Eight. That brings okay. the average to a nine. Eight and a half, yeah. actually. 
<laughs> that's funny. Like the rating on the Creepypasta website says 8.95. So we were actually pretty close. That yeah. way, yeah. We actually, okay, say. sick. Okay. Um, no one really hates that Creepypasta. Yeah, like people just, either like love it or they're like, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Now, can we take this guy on? But So let's yeah. establish the rating. One well, is... Exactly. What? Yeah, one is like you like you lose. Like there's no chance you you. Okay, beat. one is you lose. Ten is I can beat that thing. Ten like, is I can punch it once instead. Okay, sure. So let's let's talk like with weapons. Okay, if I had a knife, I'd say like three. Okay, I feel like there's a chance, but like it's not likely. Yeah, because he's like quick. He's got long scrawny arms. It's gonna be hard. Yeah, and he's there's like super much to knife. He's like a supernatural little guy, so he's gonna like. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like horror movie cliches where like even if you stab him, he'll he'll keep coming at you. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, so that's a five. Like, then I'd yeah. give it a five with a knife. It's like 50-50 on whether. Really? Yeah. No, I would. Say, I, I think would say I three. agree. It's less with the knife. If it yeah. was like so, I was gonna say five with a shotgun. Actually. Oh. Really? really? Like, that's what I would say. But like, it's not... <sighs> all it takes is one pop out. For this guy, I feel like it wouldn't. I feel like you could shoot him in the head and he'd still come at you. But like going off the lore here, one babao. Maybe. I, I I kind of I agree with Boston. I think it's a babao. I think like with a shotgun, it's an eight. It's like really, it's like because it, well, or it's it, like if he, he catches just, me off guard, I'm probably not gonna win with a shotty. But like but if I know is, he's coming, babao. He just he just sits there being creepy. So if like you have bed shotgun, right? Mm. And he, and like you wake up and he's just sitting there in the corner. You grab bed shotgun and shoot. Okay, but let's be real. Like at that point, then it's like a quick draw. So like he's on the foot of your bed, and like you have to reach under your bed to grab your shotgun. I would say like a five or a six. Did he make speedy moves like that? The lore? Or did he, no, he because remember when the mom woke up and started freaking out? He was still standing there. He was like, he was just yeah, he was just being creepy. I don't know. In certain like, of course, like there are alterations between like every story, but I've read a lot of stories where they give him sort of like a super speed trope. Mm. He, he's a speedy boy and other and other creepypasta versions of him. Yeah. Okay, then that, that does kind of lower it to a five then with, with shotgun. Okay. Because, like, I don't think he's, like, immune to, like, you could shoot one of his limbs off and it's, like, I think he's, like, an organic creature. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. like he's not, like... He's not immortal like a, like a Slenderman type of deal. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, so I, I, I think it, like, does come down to, like, his speed thing. Like, I yeah. feel like you could shoot him and then, like, he would, like, move to the side and then you'd see, like, the dirt come up of, like, your shotgun blast. And then you're like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's when you bring in the knife. For sure, bro. It's like a con. I'd say overall, four. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say four. Four overall. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of, That'd be kind of a hard one to beat. He's just so he's so slender, mm -hmm. <laughs> so quick. Okay, uh, I guess are we done with Rake? Yeah. Okay, Boston. Yeah. Potentially, depending on the length of the ones that you number generate, I kind of want to hear three from you. Three from me. Depending on the length of the ones that are number generated. Why don't you just go first? Because you have because, these, right? Yeah, but mine's kind of a long one. Let's do it. No, I, okay. I want you. All right, I, me, I got the random number generator. Beep boop. 6,239. See, that is the dream child. I've heard of the dream child. So he's in a lucid. Can someone tell, does anyone know what that means? 
It was like, I don't yeah, know. Let me look it up. He's in a what? He's in a lucid containment class. That's the Euclid. Oh, Euclid. Yes. Euclid, and, uh, sorry. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it means, but I think it means uh, like it. Actually, I don't. I don't. Here, I'm looking it up yeah. right now. Look so, up. Euclid is a class of SCPs that are anomalies, which require more resources to contain to contain completely, or where containment isn't always reliable. Usually, this is because the SCP is insufficiently understood or inherently unpredictable. Mm. Euclid is the object class with the greatest scope, and is usually a safe bet that the SCP will be in this class if it doesn't easily fall into the, any other of the standard object classes. Okay. So, as a note, any SCP that is autonomous, sentient, or sapient is generally classified as Euclid due to the inherent unpredictability of an object that can act or think on its own. Okay. SCP-6239 has been placed in a medically induced coma and relocated to Site-97. No other anomalies are to be contained at Site-97. Interesting. Personnel are to be assigned to SCP-6239 on a rotational basis. The specific duration of such rotations being subject to individual preference. Under absolutely no condition should this subject ever be awakened. Any personnel who awaken the subject will be immediately terminated. Awakening the subject can be performed using the emergency wake button beside SCP-6239's medical module. So SCP-6239 is a 13-year-old female human capable of extremely potent reality alteration within an as-of-yet-unknown range. Precise limits of SCP-6239's abilities, if any exist, are not currently understood, but testing power to being placed in a medically-induced coma indicates that it possesses the following capabilities. Number one. Instant and unlimited generation of unique individuals and objects. Mm. Instant alterations of the world based on their desires, both subconscious and otherwise. Bro. We lose. Yeah. Instant. That one's well, there, wait, wait, wait. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Instant okay. transportation of individuals and objects from one location to another. Regeneration from any ability or any injury. Instant annihilation of individuals and objects. We lose. Just from the instant regeneration from any injury, including those that are instantly lethal, we can't kill it. it literally sounds like a god. It, it's it the dream child. Does. But it's in a coma right now. But it's in a coma right now? Yeah. It, As it can be placed, it was purposely placed in one. So it can be put into a coma. So this one's contained? Yes. Okay, but I don't. Okay, let's not base it off the fact that it's contained. Let's like, like let's say we encounter this thing. Oh wait. Yeah. The thing is, like, I don't think it's evil. I think it's just dangerous, right? Yeah, but say like. So are you saying like we wouldn't have to fight it? Like we could just like walk away. But like, what about like the alterations? Like you know, like that's if we upset it though, because like it's just a girl. It's basically Eleven from Stranger Things. Okay, well then, again, that, that one, I guess, yeah, it does require more context, because, like, this isn't just, like, an inherent thing that's gonna, like, try and kill you if you run into it. Let's say we've upset it. Yeah, let's say we've upset it. That, yeah. Survivability, zero. Zero. Unless we <laughs> somehow put it into a coma. That's the only way it seems we can do it. Which is... No. Hard. Zero. This, like, this bad boy's unfair. This is zero. Listen, it's a manifestation crystal girl, but, like, she <laughs> actually does stuff. Yeah. So now we just lose. I mean, lore wise, it's kind of mid. Yeah. I'd give lore four. Survivability zero. 
Uh, yeah. Super I would, OP I would, ones are always kind of boring. I agree. Super OP ones, like, just, they kind of, they kind of are L's, you know? Yeah. Just, like, it's like, okay, like, you get, like, it's sure, it's like a it's creepy type, like, scary type of thing, right? But at the same time, it's like, you just made something that's, like, you know, too powerful that it's like, how did they even, like, how did they even get it to a coma, you know? How yeah. do they do that? Yeah. Like they had to have like tricked her or something, right? Because like, well, I mean, if she's not hostile, she probably they probably could have just done it. Well, yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, who would willingly go into an induced coma for no reason? They probably right? tricked her. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they probably tricked her. They're probably like, hey, here's your flu shot. Jokes on you, you're coma. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, dude. But yeah, I kind of agree. Lore is like. Three, like three or four. Three, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think it's, I, I would rather settle on three. Boring. Ooh. Boring. Ooh. But yeah, survivability zero. Survivability, we're gone. We're dead. I'll give, it a, I'll give it a 0. 0.5, just just for that slim, very like 0.001% chance that we put it into a coma. 0.5%. There's no. Zero. It happened. It happened. Okay. Y'all mind if I flow into mine? Yes, let's yeah. hear I'll it. Try and go through, I'll try and go through it quickly. I have a little checklist of things to talk about. Uh, but basically, uh, for context, this is uh, this is from a 12-part podcast series uh, from SCP Archives. Go check out their podcast. They do some pretty fun stuff. Uh, but this is a 12-part series called Project Serapis. And um, I... So is the SCP the podcast? No. It's, the, the, it's a podcast it's, on the SCP. Yeah, the, the podcast is about SCPs and they, they just do SCP podcasts, right? And but this is a 12 part series about one single SCP. Uh, yeah, so I'm just gonna go, uh, go run through it. Obviously, it. Spoiler, spoilers for anyone who would be interested in going to listen to it. Okay, so basically, uh, it opens up with this, uh, with this agent from the SCP Foundation, Agent Gallio, who uh introduces that he's uh, that he's been assigned with investigating this, uh, this SCP, uh, I think numbered six eight eight seven or something like that. Hold on, six eight eight. It's SCP six eight eight nine. You won't find that on the website because it's differently numbered. We checked that out earlier. Yeah. Um, but on SCP archives, the podcast people, this, that's their SCP number for it. But uh, he's been assigned with investigating this uh, this anomalous thing, and uh, he introduced that like the first report of like how they got this like i guess this case was from a scp like task force going to investigate some anomalous activity and uh so it and so then it switches over to like the pov of the task force it like it's like all their like transmissions uh like back to each other and uh they're investigating this cave as they're exploring through it there's like weird plant growth that shouldn't be there like trees and like other plant life that you'd see on the surface but this is inside of a cave it shouldn't be able to go here but it still is. Uh, and so as they're going through, uh, one of the people of the task task force starts like screaming and he's like in pain or whatever. And uh, they're like, yo, what's going on? And he's like, it's inside of me. So they go and like try and cut whatever it is outside of him. And they like, the dude dies. Yeah. And they like, see like his like chest cavity is like filled with like roots, like tree oh. roots. Ooh, okay. And so uh, they, as like, like okay we're, we, we need to like leave him behind we need to go keep investigating and basically they keep going through the cave and like pretty much one by one they start dying like they like they're getting killed off by by something kind of in similar manners 
until it's like the this last guy and um see he like through multiple transition uh, transmissions of him being like i'm trying to conserve my power i uh, my batteries uh i'm like still going deeper to this cave i can't it's too late to turn around now i have to like get to the like source of this and then it like finally like gets down to him and he sees something and he's like what is that and then the transmission like ends mm. and then it moves on to part two uh uh, Agent Gallio says, uh, is now investigating a related, potentially related case uh, in that in the area uh, around. I think it's Shibits Shibits Valley, Shibits Shibits Valley. So I think that's the place that it's, uh, take pla- takes place in. And uh, so there, he's investigating a potentially related anomalous activity. And uh, basically, he's investigating this like police murder report or. Not a police that was murdered. A police report about a murder investigation that happened at a ski lodge in in Shimmitz Vale. Vale, that's what it is. Uh, and uh, basically, it follows his investigation into a murder there, and uh, the two agents uh, from the uh, the police uh, that are investigating eventually find out that, the, that this one guy committed the murder, and they like are chasing after him. And then they're, they they catch up with him and they're talking for a bit. And he mentions that there was that there is something um, something weird that happened back in the fifties. That uh, like there was a military camp that had some weird thing that happened there, and that no one talked about. It. Like it was covered up, and mm. uh, but it but it was here, and like it makes people go crazy. And. Uh, and then basically they kill that guy and they're like okay we need to uh like we need to like hide this away like because like i don't we don't know what he was talking about and so then uh it jumps to the next episode and uh he's investigating a different another again related potentially related thing in the area of shipments Vale. and uh this one is an investigation into journals from the uh from a group of people who went to like rescue these three missing hikers uh as they're going up the mountain the forest becomes more and more like unnatural. The trees are like different than should be growing here. They're like tall, like conifer trees rather than like the trees that were normally in that area. And uh, the like the night sky there is clear, but there's but there's no stars. It's just all dark. Uh, they keep going up the up the mountain, mm-hmm. and they eventually uh, or they they find this. Uh, there's one person needs to go like take a leak, right? They're they're going off to the side, and uh, they think they hear movement off this, and so they then they go try to like look, maybe it's the person, right? They right. see a like weird mutated bear. It has like two heads and <laughs> like other like nasty mutations about it, yeah. and they're like, I never seen something like this before. I'm not going to bother it. I'm going away. I'm just going to tell the people that I saw a bear not to go over that direction. Whatever. So they proceed up the mountain the next day. And they reach even weirder trees, trees that they've never, like, never seen before. Like, what kind of tree is this type of deal, right? And there's like weird, like there's like weird, like fleshy creatures, like just like again, like more mutated, like bugs and stuff that like are just weird. And uh, but in, growing off of these trees are these like white, like f- pale, fleshy fruits uh, that kind of look like pears, I guess, but they're just like really pale and somewhat like like see through. And really nasty, right? Uh, but they keep going on trying to find these hikers. They find more mutated animals, like a deer. I think it was uh, a deer that had like 
a head growing out of its head and like multiple like sets of legs. Really weird. Uh, yeah. They keep moving on uh, and they eventually find this uh, this tunnel, but it's not like a cave. It looks like a cave, but it's made out of trees. And so they go in and they try and investigate and they find one of the girls that they were looking for. And she's like strung up onto the wall, like vines are like over her, like, and she's like, it's weird because it describes it as like, in like her, parts of her body are see-through and there's like fetuses. See-through to what? Like you can see like through her body, like you can see like, it's like kind of like inside of it. Like it's uh, like translucent, right? Mm. And they can see like the fetuses of like mutated creatures like oh, inside of her. Oh, oh, really nasty. Yeah, super gross. Uh, and so, uh, one of the dudes I think gets uh, like that's part of this like little group uh, gets attacked or like uh, what the two of the dudes went into the tunnel, and one of the dudes like gets like attacked by like a creature and there's like some vines or something tries to get him and they. Uh, and the uh, the other dude runs and leaves, and that's how like the journal it was like left behind and found. But yeah, also covered up and uh, was like, okay, there's this weird anomalous activity. Uh, I need to investigate more into it. So the next episode uh, goes into an investigation into a summer camp murder incident, and uh, these like these like high schools got like people go to summer camp and are like, let's just say let's say this abandoned summer camp over the night like. Uh, it'll it'll be fun. Uh, there's it, and it basically goes like a horror movie. There's like a killer that like one by one kills off all of them. Yeah. Until it gets to the last the last person, this girl. Uh, the dude talks to her and he's like, "Come see this. Like, I need to I need to show you this thing." Uh, and like pretty much have no other choice because he has the gun. And uh, so she follows him to this shack where he has a bunch of like weird objects in the shack where he's been like living. Yeah, and he mentions that there is uh, this goddess under the earth that he's like serving, and he wants to like recruit, or she wants to recruit the, that girl to be her like handmaiden. And uh, he was talking about how like he forged, he like tried, he forged her through her friend's death to be like ready for this. And uh, as and so she mentions like, or so the girl is like, okay, sh- like sure. And so the dude starts getting excited. He like turns his back to her, and uh, uh, the girl like grabs something and like kills him. And mm. uh, like, it's like, I'm not joining your stupid weird cult. But the girl is never seen again, and uh, and they don't know where she went. Like she just disappeared. There's never like there was never ever a trace of her after that. She just disappeared, uh, and. So then, uh, into the next episode, uh, it's a, uh, it's also, by the way, I should mention these investigations are going further and further back in time from the, the first incident. So these are, it's kind of like going back in history throughout like the anomalous activities that happened at that place. So, um, this happens before the, the one that came that, that I just said. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, this takes place from like an author's point of view. Uh, they're like they just released a book that was uh, supposedly based on the Shibits Vale area, and so she hosted like a sweepstakes thing, like come meet the author and like uh, like you can purchase tickets and we can, and we'll go on a hike through this area that inspired my book. Uh, 
so they uh, so they do that, and there but there are these like three girls that come along that are like supposed to be like fans of the author, or whatever. And so they take a tour bus up to like this up to the uh, the summer camp like area that's still abandoned at this point. And uh, they uh, so they get there, and like some of the group goes to like hang out at the camp or whatever, see the things that inspired the book. <clears throat> and uh, but meanwhile, the author is like kind of chilling, and uh, the three girls come up to her like hey, like, you should come see this thing that we found in the forest over here. And she's like, well, uh, okay, sure. So she follows the three girls, and they bring her to, like, this area of the forest where the trees are, again, like, once again, they like, the trees are different, and they have these weird fruits growing off them. And they take one of the fruits and give it to her and said, like, here, try this. It's really good. We already tried it. Like, it's, it's safe to eat. So the author takes a bite of the white, fleshy fruit growing off these weird, suspicious trees, and she uh like and she was she was like yeah this you're, they, the kid the, the kids are right like this does taste good but then like a, like a few seconds later she has this like feeling of that she's sinking into the earth and uh and that she's falling into the earth and then uh once she like feels like she stopped falling she feels this presence of something there and it's like asking her to like stay stay there and like serve it as like a handmaiden and like tells her how like sh this it, it came from somewhere else and is here and is trying to survive here and wants people to or wants her to serve it. But this chick is like, this is scary. No. And when she wakes up, she runs away from the girls and like runs back. Yep. Obviously. It switches to a different person's POV. One of the pe like one of the fans of the author who's with the other group that went off to like do things in the camp. Uh, a lot of the people that were there like went and got a boat to go out into the middle of the lake, but the the girls whose POV were from was like I don't feel like getting on a boat, and so like her and a couple of the people that stayed behind are watching the boat, and like these like tentacle vines reach out from the lake and like grab the boat and drag every the boat and everyone on it under the water, and like none of it's ever seen again. So then it jumps back uh, again back back in time. And this time it's uh, from the perspective of the three girls that were in that last story. And they are at the summer camp when it is active. That The summer camp is actively like being, you know, they're, they're at the summer camp activities. And uh, the girls get, the four girls, it's, there are four girls now interacting. Uh, the, we only saw three girls before, but there are four girls here that are like the main characters. And uh, they're interacting, whatever. They get into a fight, and one of them, like, runs off to the forest. The camp council is like, like, hey, you three are responsible for this. Like, go after her. So they go chase after the one girl, and they get out there. And they are, once again, they reach this place of, like, this is a weird part of the forest. Hey, what are those weird fruits, right? And so, uh, and they're as they're talking about this, like, they, they grab one, they eat it. And they're like, hey, this is good. They all take a bite of the fruit, and and they have like the same experience of like sinking below the earth and like talking to this thing under the earth and then they uh they go off and find the that tunnel that tree tunnel and they go in and they uh talk to this goddess and are like and then they eventually agree to serve the goddess really weird uh and then i'm going to give a quick synopsis of like the kind of the ones that come after this um, because they're kind of a little bit w harder to figure out how they relate. But there was this one, um, 
about a uh, military fort uh, in the 50s, but that was mentioned by uh, that was mentioned in one of the earlier stories. Uh, the guy said like there was like a weird thing that happened in the 50s at a military base. This is that story, and uh, basically it takes uh, perspective from two of the uh, of the people in there, like an officer and then like a like a private, and they're uh, they're investigating. Uh, it's like out there, like kind of on patrol outside of the camp, and they come across this body, this corpse that is like mutilated. It, it's like missing its lungs, and it's like cut, like cut open and just like dumped there. They're like, uh, okay, this around a military base, not cool. But like, there's not anyone with like this kind, like kind of technology except for in the military base. Mm. So like, what does it mean? Okay, well, let's go investigate the hospital. So they go and investigate the military hospital there, and they like go down its basements levels or whatever. And they uh, find out there's like a bunch of like corpses in there that are like growing vines and stuff. And uh, they and they find this the, this doctor there who is an ex-Nazi, and uh, he explains that he was like, or then like he's like kind of like running away, trying to like get away from them. Uh, but and they're chasing after him. Eventually, they catch up to him, and he explains that he was doing experiments with those white fruits that they, that he found in the forest. And that he had like eaten some of it and was serving this like this higher being and was trying to like get it like followers and that's what like all those like vine corpses were they were actually like kind of reanimating very very weird um uh in the uh, towards the end of the last part it uh it jumps back to the to a recovered transmission from the guy from the very first episode the the dude who was investigating the cave and thought he found something before the transmission ended it recovers a transmission and he is taught and he he is in a part of the cave where he finds the goddess and is like talking to it he's in conversation with it and it's saying how like it came here uh from another place uh like to like fleeing from another place and that it came here and now like wants to like rule over this place and uh, that's gonna like take over like once revenge basically for how it and its servants throughout like the history of the episodes that we've like seen were treated um and uh that and then all of like the characters that we've seen that have gone missing including the children that one girl that like killed that one killer guy and just a handful of other people are there with the goddess and they haven't aged like a day past what they like were like said to have been in those stories and uh then the like they are talking and the dude is like hey i'm from this foundation we don't like we don't want to harm you we're sorry that you've been like mistreated but uh our foundation will help work with you to like keep you safe and she's like i don't want to be safe i want to get revenge and then she like attacks him and like we hear on the transmission him like basically getting ripped apart and that's where the transmission ends that's kind of like the end of the story is basically like uh no one is allowed to go near this mountain this mountain is secured we're still working out containment protocols on how to contain this goddess level creature yeah and uh basically it's just like do not like don't go near this mountain it is a like we're we're reevaluating the class of this creature which i think it was previously stated as euclid because again, that's like the, the big, like as Jack said, it's the biggest scope, and uh, yeah, it's being reevaluated 
for it, like what level it is because of how hard it is to contain and how powerful it is. Uh, that that kind of just like leaves off there and is like kind of like you know on like a suspenseful note of like this thing is still out there. It's not contained, and they're trying to figure out how to even go about containing it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I like more environmental ones like that. That reminds me of like, have you heard of a flesh pit national park? Yeah. No. Oh my gosh, that one is so cool. Like, uh, what's that YouTuber's name? Windagoon. Did, I like, love that guy. I love Windagoon. He did a video on like Fletch Flesh Pit National Park. And it yeah. reminds me exactly like like exactly of that, where like the creature is sort of like assimilating into the environment, and then like the environment is also sort of like an enemy. You know? Yeah, it's like a hostile place. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, I never was really like super into SCPs. Like I liked the concepts. Like, I liked the videos people made about them. But I wasn't like a like nerd about them. I didn't like just like watching like SCP or like creepypasta videos because I like just because I need more. But uh, like when I listened to that podcast, like on a whim this past summer, um, I was like, shoot, that's like really cool. Um, and like got like kind of sparked a little bit of an interest in it. And yeah, yeah, for me, lore is 10 out of 10. Like they went like super in depth, like a, obviously like a 12 part, like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour long episode for, for each of those parts uh into like these different stories that all like you know you, you as you go through you find out more and more about this thing and like it's been there throughout history and like like what can you do about it hmm. i know it, it was it was really like intriguing to me and i would absolutely suggest like listening to it if, like on your free time because I, I obviously i gave like very like little detail i i gave like basically a summary of mo- of the episodes and not even all of them um and yeah i don't know uh, as far as survivability i think it's similar to uh for for me uh it's similar to like uh the coin flip from the other one we talked about earlier where it's like if you don't go near that mountain you're fine but if you're in that mountain and you find these things it's like it's like a five it's, it's really like also kind of coin flip based on your decision like are you going to eat that fruit are you going to like you know get attacked by the bear? Are you gonna like get you know all of the weird anomalous things like about this like goddess creature thing is like kind of determines like whether you live or not. And it's like because there, there have been people that make made it out and like survived. Yeah. But like it was very few of them. Um, and I mean, hey, I guess it, there is always the option of like if you choose to serve it, then it seems like you're immortal with it. So. I'd say five uh, as well. Yeah, I'd say go with like a solid average five because it could be like chances are zero depending on, you know, what type of circumstance you find yourself in. Or it could be like 10, you f- escape or you or, join it. Yeah. Immortal. I feel like you'd need to go with like a group of four people and be like armed. Yeah, I don't think, no, thing is, if you, I feel like, okay, no, here's, like here's, that here's, whole boat just got swallowed. There. Here's, where, here's where that zero part comes in. If you try and confront it to kill it, you cannot kill it you yeah. die the, the the task force that was in there in the first place had guns and stuff yeah it's literally it's a goddess leveled like type creature that can like control plant life like the vines that swallowed up that boat they're gone bro yeah uh the person Dang. that went to that cave uh and like saw the body with the fetuses in it that guy got dunked on bro like if you confront this thing and like it doesn't like you you're dead you die like you you don't get away from so it. you like 
You can't go in with malicious intent. No, you can't go in with like military power. Like okay. you, you don't expect to kill a thing. Like how do you how do you think you would contain this then? Like as like an organizational basis. On an organizational basis, uh, impersonate a or like a government body or like I guess you know you're at, you're the SCP Foundation. You have power. Mm-hmm. Get government like approval to like sanction that place off as mm-hmm. like no people are allowed in here. And I guess, you know, no one ever goes in there again and hope, yeah. you know, and then hopefully it never gains any more followers or power. Yeah. I think but supposedly it is sitting there regaining its power just through resting. So like, that's like an inevitable like bomb to go off. Mm. Dude. Like that's- yeah. But I, I think you're right with like, no one comes in. The thing is like, how do you like keep it in the gate? Because, you know, it is so powerful. Like if it wants to expand, then like. Honestly, yeah, you'd have to build like AOT walls around it not even like so it's it's sitting there regaining its powers it's like you know it's, it's a god level creature but it like in fleeing here like consumed a lot of its own power and it's like sitting like sitting there basically is like regenerating its, its power so like eventually it will be able to move out of that place but right now it is restricted is restricted there by its own incapability but it still has its like that's why it has all these like people serving it because it can't like leave it's sitting there like healing um but it has all these things like that are going out or like trying to recruit people to like be a part of its forces and like you know get more but uh eventually it would get its powers back and like try i guess try and take over the the world or something Mm. uh i don't know exactly what that necessarily means but um i mean that's it stated its intention was revenge and i don't know if that's against like earth or if that's against whatever like whatever it was fleeing from yeah or whatnot but like walls won't contain that like i don't i again i don't i think it's just like an inevitable l but it doesn't you like it's you know it's been recovering over the course of multiple decades yeah so like it that'll be like past your time when that happens but like yeah yeah, i don't know how the uh scp foundation would contain that unless they used like another like anomalous what if you just nuke it yeah or i don't think you kill it bro i i would say it may even get to the point where you would need to negotiate with it because it is like its own sentient sort of entity. Well, that's what the guy tried to do. He was like, Hey, like I work with this foundation that can help like keep you safe. Like, we'll, like you won't come into any more harm. And she was like, don't care. Get yeah. Helpless ratio essentially. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you try and confront it in a, like to, to like kill it type of manner, 0% chance. If you join it or just like run away, you're probably going to survive. But you know that doesn't mean that future generations will like eventually get destroyed by this thing i don't know that, that's why it's like a coin toss like you know settle on a five because like you're either going to go death route or or like survive route yeah what, what do y'all think about about it lore wise i'd probably give it a nine yeah it's pretty good survivability it's like yeah yeah 50 50 until like inevitable l as you said i still think negotiation is the only option like yeah theoretically but that's if it's willing to negotiate yeah you just gotta get it on a nice day i would i would actually like suggest listening to this y'all because like it's actually it was it's a really enthralling one yeah but like could a nuke work because like if you nuke it those those plants are probably gone because you can just eat the fruit right so if you nuke it it's gone so no more followers yeah uh, I would say it's it's kind of a toss-up whether it would kill it or whether it would just weaken it more. 
and then also like it's like this is like in the middle of like some place in America. It's, uh, Shivitz Vale is unspecified where it is, but um, it sounds like some like Montana like mountainous region, and it sounds like if you nuke that area, like you're gonna cause like a nuclear fallout for like a you know some sort of huge radius in evacuate, in bro. Got a plan? Evacuate like a third of America. Yeah, yeah. You got a plan? <laughs> That's how freaking scary this one is. Yeah. It's yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, again, this is from SCP Archives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go listen, go listen. pretty much wherever you can watch uh, podcasts. Uh, I think they also like go by Bloody FM. Uh, go check them out. Pretty cool. Uh, most of their stories. There's another one that I would talk about if we had time, but I know we have we're, we have a lot it's of about, content party here. It's about so. time to wrap it up. Yeah. 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 Well, Christian, you're the you outro man. Yeah. I am. Thank you guys for wait, wait, wait. watching. The- Where can what? you find yourself? Where can you find yourself? Okay, we'll get there. All right, whatever. <laughs> Fine. We'll do that first. Uh, me, Master CG14 on YouTube and Twitch. You Whoa. find this. At what? Uh, what are you? Find, what are you? Find this. No, you find find you, this guy. No, you can find yourself at YouTube and Twitch, but what? Under what? Find this guy. Me? Yes, you. I said Master Twitch. C- no, you Master did not. C- I did. I did. Say it again. You're, you're gonna check the vod. And you're gonna hate Say yourself. Say it again. All right, fine. Master CG fourteen. We're done here. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On Twitch and YouTube. Uh, you can find Boston Boss Mania. YouTube.com/slash Boss Mania. YouTube.com/slash at Boss Mania. They do the at thing now. It's Sorry. Weird. Same thing with me for YouTube at Master CG fourteen. Kind of weird, champ. Whatever. Uh, Twitch tv slash g 14 boom find this guy uh, don't find me or find don't him. find him. unless he's you an want SCP. he's an scp you gotta contain him he's a, you gotta contain him you have to <laughs> thank you guys for watching stay tuned for uh subcast episode four anime episode it's coming guaranteed hopefully we'll see um Stay tuned for more episodes of Subcast. Uh, if you have any suggestions for topics that you want us to talk about, leave them in the comments. Give us a like. Uh, share with your friends. Listen on Spotify. Beep boop, beep boop, if you weren't already. Spotify. Or YouTube. And we'll soon upload it to Apple Podcasts as well. We yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. Thank you all for watching. Peace. Have a good week. <laughs>